All right, we're cozy again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Resistance Chronicle. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And we had Micah Dank on today. Micah Dank, astrobiologist, goes in deep, deep with a PowerPoint presentation. Um, it was a great presentation. What'd you think? Uh, that everything in the Bible is alive. It it shook the whole paradigm of everything that I learned as a kid growing up in a, a Roman Catholic family. Um, and going to Catholic schools, it, it just completely, completely smashes all of it. And it, to me, it makes complete sense. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I, I, it's pretty, I, I would think you would be better off watching it, like being able to see his PowerPoint than listening in the car. Yeah. But I think, I think even listening in the car, you'll still get the, you still get the gist of it, but yeah, but it's, it's definitely better to come watch. up and, and, and watch it with a, um, astro, 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 uh, astrology wheel. To have a, that uh, um, a zodiac, a wheel. zodiac wheel. Thank you. Um, just to kind of follow along yeah. with what he's talking about. And stuff. I, I always thought zodiac was a hoax, man. It was in the newspaper, and yeah. some some crazy lady is right. So you're gonna have a good day today. It's, and it's, it's like it's like a fortune cookie for Karen. Yeah. You know, and something. But it is funny how it always did seem to kind of happen. Like you read that, and then something happened. But it's yeah. like it's kind of vague. So it's like, oh well, of course something like that. Will happen in everybody's day. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Let me know what you it think. Awesome. Here's our episode. awesome intro. It's not a political statement, it's a patriotic duty. And the editors of great newspapers, such as yours, owe a common obligation to the people. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. What are you people? On dope? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. But we have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Micah, thanks for joining us today on the Resistance Chronicle. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And uh, yeah, let's let's get this started, man. I'm, I'm excited to have you here because I grew up um, in a pretty strict Italian Roman Catholic household. Right. Uh, family took the Bible very literally. I went to Catholic school from first grade right up through most of my high school career. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to hear what you what you have to say on this. I'm not sure what Eric's background is in any of this. Stuff. I went. I did first communion and that was it. So I didn't yeah. really. I was never forced to go to yeah church okay. or anything. So, so so he's he's a little bit less brainwashed than yeah. I am. But yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into it, man. Okay, sounds good. So if I were to start and ask you what the oldest writings were, what would you say they are? Uh, like Adam and Eve writings, right? Or like stuff no, like any type of writing in human law, history. Oh, papyrus. Yeah. Um, Egyptian times. Yeah, I would say like the, the, you know, drawings on the cave walls would be like the early. Yes, morning. that's exactly what I'm getting to. So you have the Lascaux Caves 40,000 years ago. What I mean by this is that bunch of people went into these caves and they went to the back wall and they saw this among other things they saw the uh the bull they saw the lion and then they saw the horse these drawings all over the cave walls in Lascaux, and they carbon dated it to forty thousand years now in astrology you know that taurus is the bull leo is the lion and sagittarius is the horse okay yeah. but uh, what they did was they carbon dated it and it came out 40,000 years old. What they did then was they brought in an astronomer with a computer because they had the technology to do it now. And they brought an astronomer in and he basically rewound the sky back 40,000 years from where the caves were located 
superimposed what he found on the wall and boom, all these signs were where they, the Zodiac signs were in, in real time. So the ancients knew about this, but it goes beyond that. It goes deep into the Bible too. So just, questions. Just real quick though, just to get back to that, where, where's Lascaux? France. France, okay. So, so, this, so they're thinking that, that in these French caves, they were looking at these, or they were drawing these things on the walls and they were lining them up to, to the stars because they could probably see the stars perfectly, right? Yeah, there was, no, there was no like light pollution. There was no industrialization. So there was no pollution there. So when I think of like Taurus and, and Libra and all that, I think of Greek mythology. Right. Is this where that was, was, was born or is Well, this that's where astrotheology is. It's the mythology of the Zodiac, but the Greeks and the Romans, they certainly had their own okay. stories of the stars and the planets. Yeah. Uh, Zeus is Jupiter, for example. Um, and yeah, just, just as an example, that's the case, but yeah, that's, that's where it comes from. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Let's keep going then. Yeah. All right, so there's questions you can ask in the Bible. How Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed by a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why his birthday's on December 25th. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Genesis 1.14, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, the days, and the years. It kind of preempts everything that I'm about to show oh. you. What's up? That would be stars, right? Let, yeah. Let, let lights appear in the sky. Yes. It would be the moon. It would be the planets. It would be the stars. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go through the 12 signs real quick so you know what to look for. You familiar with the Zodiac, guys? Like, like the horoscopes? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little bit. I mean, it seems I, all I know is what's in the newspaper, you know, or, or, as long or, as you know, the 12 signs, I'm going to teach you yeah, more. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Okay. So Aquarius, the first sign is Aquarius, which is represented by the man. This is in the bottom. I wrote the story of Zeus and Aquarius. The story of Aquarius goes back to the Greek times. Zeus saw a 14 year old boy on earth and he wanted him in heaven with him. So he bartered with his father, gave him a whole bunch of livestock, made him very rich. And he was allowed to take the boy up to heaven. So he did that. The boy on the right would carry this pitcher filled with what's called ambrosia, which was the nectar of the gods. It's what the gods used to drink. He got tired of doing that. And then he ended up going to the edge of heavens and pouring the ambrosia over the side and it flooded the earth. That's where the Greeks get their flood story. Okay, Zeus got very mad at him, but instead of punishing him, realized that he was partly to blame. So instead of punishing him, he immortalized him as the constellation Aquarius, which is the man with the water pitcher pouring it out. Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Aries is in the ram. Aries is the ram. In Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12 hour day, 12 hour night. It's also the Passover for the Jews or the passing over of the sun over the equator. That's what it really means. And back on its way to its height at the summer solstice. In Christianity, the Passover, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son. So it's two separate meanings, but it's the same meaning. It's why the Jews smear the lamb's blood on the door 
It's why the Jews have the uh, the lamb shank bone on the Passover plate. Mm-hmm. It's also why the Jews blow the ram's horn to the sky. It's because they were the people of Aries, much like we're the people of Aquarius. Okay. <clears throat> Taurus is the bull. When you look in the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant seeds so that you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. I'm going to get back to that too, those two signs. You're going to see how that works. So it's basically as above, so below. You see the bull in the sky. You put the plow on the bull on earth. Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy, which is the story of Achilles. Everybody knows that mythology. Mm -hmm. Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does is starting on December 25th, the zodiac wheel, okay, it starts December 25th. It rises a degree on its axis every single day, higher and higher and higher along the wheel until it hits June 21st. Then for three days, it stops at that height. Then it drops a degree, June 25th, continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits December 21st, which is the winter solstice. Then that, which is the lowest height, the sun doesn't rise anymore. It's just, it's dead. Then for three days, it stays at that height, which is why God's son was dead for three days. And then it rises an additional degree, which brings it to June. uh, I'm sorry, brings it to December 25th, which is the birth of Dionysus. It's the birth of of, uh, Horus. It's the birth of Jesus. It's the birth of all the gods because the son is reborn. Then Leo is the king, the lion, the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when you're talking about Jesus in his kingdom or God in his kingdom, you're talking about the sun in Leo because the ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk, as you can see on the right. Remember before when we said you plant in Taurus? Well, in Virgo, the virgins cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. That's why it's a symbol of the woman with the, with the wheat stalk, because that's what you do when you see Virgo. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. The reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. And also because it's, it's judgment, Libra is the judge. It's the judgment. They also have something called Yom Kippur, which is eight days after Rosh Hashanah, which is the new year in the Jewish calendar. And it's, uh, it's literally the day of atonement. It's the day that they're being judged by God. And God's going to put you in the book of life for another year, or he's going to take you. That's basically what it's about. So you fast and you pray all day so that he doesn't do that. Libra is also a wine season. So when you plant the grapes in Taurus, you can press the wine here. So in Virgo, you have the bread and in Libra, you have the wine, the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. Scorpio is the scorpion. He is the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like two lips. It's where the mafia gets the kiss of death from. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss because Jesus is the son and Judas is Scorpio. Each disciple is one sign of the Zodiac. And I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm just going to get into it briefly. But basically, Judas is Scorpio. So the sun is judged in Libra, we just talked about, and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. 
In the Bible, it's translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. And I'm going to show you the passage where that comes from. This is where the sun dies. And you know how it drops to Jan uh, December 21st. And then God's son is dead for three days. Mm -hmm. And then it comes back to life. That's why Jesus was dead for three days before he rose. Because he's the sun. He's a metaphor for the sun. Then Capricorn is the goat. Because the zodiac wheel starts at the bottom with the goat. And much like the sun climbs or starts to climb every single day, the goat climbs the mountain. So the sun starts to climb up the long mountain back on its way into the summer solstice. And those are the 12 signs. Okay. And the 12 signs pretty much represent the 12 months, basically. Uh, they're not aligned. Yeah, right. They're not aligned, but sort of in that, that same. That same. It kind of cuts it in half, to be honest with you, if anything. So, so when I look up at the, at the sky and, and say I'm looking for, you know, Libra, and that's, I only say that because I was born under the sign of Libra, I guess, right? Right, me too. Look up, where, where, would, I, where would I see that? Like, how, how, how would I know to look for these little dots and get that connection and know that it's... Well, you, you have to study the stars. You yeah. have to study the stars and then you'll recognize the patterns. Have you, you recognize Orion's belt, don't you? No, honestly. Uh, basically the Big Dipper is all Yeah, the Big Dipper is, yeah. But you recognize the Big Dipper because you know what you're looking for. That comes with practice. Okay, okay. And you're just looking for... So basically what you're saying too is, is that the, the whole Bible is just a, a, a metaphor for, for whatever came out of these Glasgow games. Yeah. Unreal. And, and do they have any idea who these people were that were living no. in the States? No, no, no clue. No bones no or anything like that? No clue. Wow. I mean, the next closest thing you have, like Gobeki Tepe, which is an astronomy viewing site in Turkey. Right. Which like Graham Hancock talks about, I believe. So mm -hmm. so where then does, does all this stuff, like you explained the bread being being Virgo, right? I think it was. Yes. And, and then the wine coming up. Now, now, where do these stories in the Bible come from that are like, like Jesus handed out loaves of, of bread and, and fish? Oh, I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So the names for Jesus, you have Capricorn, which is the sign of the goat. He's called the scapegoat of Israel. The man sign in Aquarius, he's the son of man. Pisces, the two fish, he's the fisherman of men. It's also why he fed the masses with two fish. Okay, they're talking about the sun being in Pisces. Yeah. He's the lamb of God or the ram in Aries. He's the line of Judah, also known as Leo. The lady holding the wheat stalk, Virgo, he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. Libra, the scales of justice, he's known as the just one. He's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius on December 21st. It's also why he's worshipped on the sun day. The sun day, you get it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I get it. Holy smokes. Let's change this. Let's make it that. Perfect. So is there a person named Jesus that actually walked the earth? No. 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 These are no. all stories. These are all stories. Okay, I'm gonna let you keep going. I, I just, I, I have, wow, okay. Then you have anomalies. For this picture, look at the Jesus on the left. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. The two fingers up like this, that you see on Baphomet, that you see on Satan, you see it on Beelzebub, you see it on Lucifer, you see it on 
you see this everywhere. Even Disney cartoons all the time, all the old right. movies. Yeah. This is an ancient comedic peace sign, which means it's an ancient Egyptian peace sign. This is an ancient British war sign. When you give someone the peace sign, uh -huh. that's an ancient British war sign. This is the ancient peace sign. So the elites have perverted this, okay? Where they take this to be evil and this to be good. It's actually the other way around. The white Jesus picture is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia. His face is a guy named Caesar Borgia, who is the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. Before then, there was no picture of Jesus, and it was decided his picture would be the face of. So he was the son of who again? Sorry. Pope Alexander VI. So I just asked him to pop open his laptop and take a look at Caesar Borgia, because I, I looked at the, the picture of who Caesar Borgia is, and it's it's absolutely that's it. I mean that's the uh, that's the face. Okay, go to images. I'll give you a minute to go to the images. Unreal, right? So it, <laughs> what? Unreal. All the painted pictures that you see of Jesus or of this guy Caesar Borgia. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's just too much of a coincidence for me, man. Yep. Um, and it's not like with Muhammad where you're not allowed to draw him. Right. It just was no picture of Jesus before this happened in the 15th or the 16th century. I forget. Okay. So do you think Muhammad then is a myth mythological thing? Like I don't, I haven't gotten into that. I will eventually, but I haven't gotten into that yet. Okay. Um, but that's him. That's his face. So you have the three things so far, the sun, the two fingers, and that Caesar Borgia. Yeah. Then you always see, always see the heart and the crown of thorns outside the body. Look up any picture of Jesus. You still have your computer up? Look up any picture of Jesus. The heart's always outside the body. The sun's always besides the head. It's well, always yeah. that Jesus face, that same white Jesus. Even in statues, the heart is outside the body, yeah. Right. And the crown, the thorns represent the crown of thorns. Jesus had a crown of thorns, right, around his head. That represents the rays of the sun because it's the sun that represents its rays that shoot out. The heart on the outside represents the toroidal field. Are you guys familiar with that? No. You never heard of the torus field? No. Your heart beats and makes an electromagnetic uh, resonance that pulsates out six feet from your body. That's why the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart right now because your energies interfere. You guys are sitting next to each other right yeah. now. Yeah. Your hearts are actually interfering with each other. Not interfering, but they're communicating. I mean, on a subparticle level. Makes so much sense. I, I believe in I like, knew there was something to that six feet thing. Yeah. I, I believe in like like vibrations and, and things like that. And yeah, I, I, and our bodies are, are energy. They're electric, right? It's, yeah. Uh, electromagnetic. That's everything. Walter Russell talks about it. It's electromagnetic. Everything. Everything is electromagnetic. Would everything. that be what nonverbal communication would be too? Is yeah. I mean, you ever you ever just feel someone come up behind you? Yeah, it's the heart. You could you're there. You're you're feeling their energy. Or you feel someone in a restaurant at a booth over staring at you, or something like that. It's the energy. You have it's yeah. it's six feet. You guys right now. Are, I mean, I'm by myself right now. My my wife's upstairs, but I'm downstairs alone. I don't have anything right now. But you guys are right next to each other, so you guys are passing along information on a subatomic level. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so white Jesus, we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, wait, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> from the area where they say he was from, yeah. Right, okay. Good. <laughs> so we're going to start going into some biblical verses. All right. Okay? 
So how good are you with the Bible? All the years of Catholic school, I, I should be way better, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it. Very okay, good. so you're familiar with the phrase pride comes before the fall? Not until I heard it recently when I was when I was watching you. So I'm not, I'm not no, I've never heard, heard that. You never heard it? No. Here we go. This is taken to mean that your ego will be your downfall. That's how it's always used in TV, in sermons, and everything. Yeah. But a group of lions is called a pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo's in July, August. That comes before the fall. July, August comes before the fall. Yeah. You see how it has one meaning, and then there's a built-in other meaning under it if you understand astrology yep that's what the whole bible is the whole bible is you read it one way but there's levels under it and i'm going to go into a few more examples too micah 5 2 but you bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over israel whose origins are from old from ancient times however bethlehem is actually a combination of two hebrew words Bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread, so the house of bread. On the left is the Virgo with the wheat stalk, the virgin with the wheat stalk, the sign of Virgo, the virgin. So the Savior will come from a virgin. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah. The Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, the, that's why Mary has to be a virgin. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing that never, ever made sense to me. Is if you ever look, do you know what a glyph is? A glyph? Like a like a like a, a a symbol. Yeah, like the little symbol of um, type. Go to your computer and type Virgo glyph. Sorry, he's doing that right now. Is it like? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So it's like you a it, now. If you look at it, right, it looks like an M with a Jesus fish attached to it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. never it like that's that. where that comes from it's because jesus is jesus comes and the jesus fish incidentally is it comes from the vesica pisces pisces okay it's the middle of the vesica pisces okay and the virgo glyph is an m with the jesus fish on it and it's an m because you have mother mary yep. you have isis mary from the egyptians all these uh, queen virgin gods started with an M. There's a list of them, so, so that's why that glyph is like that. So, so that that glyph, how how old would something like that have, have thousands. been? Thousands, thousands. But wouldn't it have gotten lost in translation? M for mother. You, or, see, or... well, you're thinking you're thinking that it would do that, but you have to understand is that there's the, translating from one language to another, you only end up with minor minor clerical errors. Okay. Okay. For example, in the Christian Bible, it says thou shalt not kill is one of the Ten Commandments. Okay. But in the original Jewish, it says thou shalt not murder. Okay. So you see how there's like slight deviances in that. Okay. Um, but it literally it should mean the same. But okay. then you have these or these 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 arguments saying, you know, doesn't um doesn't kill, doesn't that refer to animals? You know, murder refers to humans and this and that. It's just slight words that get, you know, usually these get translated quite well. Oh, good, okay. Deuteronomy 32. I went over the 12 signs with you. Mm -hmm. Without me decoding this, I wanna see how many you could pick up on, okay? Before we move on, Micah, which is your, your name. Yes. I didn't know that was a book of the Bible. Is that is that in the King James Bible? 
Yes, it is. It's in the Old Testament. It's actually like, like this passage says, it's where it predicts that Bethlehem is the town that Jesus will come from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it shows you how, how well I've, I've studied my Bible through all those years of Catholic school. It's okay. You're better off for it. Um, <laughs> so basically, I'm going to read you the next passage and you're going to count and tell me how many signs you see. Just, just from my explanation of the 12 signs, okay. I'm going to let you decode this yourself. Okay. Huh. You think you could do that? He's on. Try it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, cool. Deuteronomy 32. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. Yeah, you get the just starting from the end, the bull. Yeah, then you got um, the ram. The, yeah, yeah, that's what the ram, and then the, wheat, the um, the wheat, the wine. Yeah, the lamb, the lamb though. Uh, wasn't that what was that one? The lamb is the lamb of God. That's Aries. That's the ram. Okay, it's a baby ram. But okay. now you guys are starting to now you guys are starting to see this the way I see it. You see how you're going through it, and you're like, I know how this works now. Yeah. I know what to look for. Yeah, and then I see the milk, right? So this is interesting. He gave them honey from the cliffs. There's a constellation in the, in the, in the, in the sign of cancer, okay, called the beehive cluster. And that's where the honey comes from. And the Milky Way galaxy, which is where you get the milk and the butter, get it? Yep. That's in the middle. The center is in the middle of Sagittarius. So the land from cancer to Sagittarius those five signs are the land of milk and honey. So Milky Way. So the Milky Way isn't something that NASA came up with in, in, in the no. 1950s. No, no. So that, that goes back a long, long time. So all this stuff that, that we see with, with astrology is kind of all rooted in astrotheology. There all is. The yeah. Bible is completely that. Yeah, unreal. Okay. Okay. Deuteronomy, we did this. Revelation, I'm going to go into the New Testament, okay? Revelation, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion, Leo. The second was like an ox, Taurus. The third had a face like a man, Aquarius, which is the sign of the man, okay? Yep. The sign of the woman is Virgo. The sign of the man is Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying ego. eagle. In astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on earth. Much the way God made the snake slither on its belly, okay, in the Garden of Eden. Its evolved form is the eagle. It's actually the flying eagle. And the eagle's evolved form is the phoenix. You guys know, you guys UFC fighters? Uh, you guys fans of UFC? A little bit. He is. He is? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what Khabib's nickname is? Is it the eagle? The flying eagle. Yeah. And he's a Scorpio. <laughs> is that connected? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, this, that's what this is. No, all right. So, so the eagle is Scorpio. So you have, Leo, you have Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. You have things called uh, fixed. You have mutable. You have, there's cardinal. Um, there's... That's deeper astrology. But what you need to know is, is that the zodiac wheel looks like this. Okay? Yeah, I can mm -hmm. it up. 
let me hold on. I'm on slide 25. Let me go back. The zodiac wheel right here. Okay. If you were, oh no, 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 I don't want to move it. No, I just <laughs> moved it. Okay. You see, you see how you can draw a line straight down from here and then straight across from here and it forms a cross. Yeah. That's the cross of God's son. That's what he lives and dies on. These right here are the solstices. This is the equinox. Okay. Okay. What that passage, Revelation 4 7, is it makes an X like this right through that. So it was 100% chosen to be that way. And looking at that zodiac circle, what I get from all that is that everything just revolves around the sun, and these ancient people worship the sun because it brought them everything, right? It brought them life. It, it, mm -hmm. it, Brought vegetation and yep yeah that's exactly right warm what's that what, what i like to say and i like to say to my podcast is if we ever had a cataclysmic event where we had to go back to hunting gathering and living in caves okay mm -hmm. finding god would be low on that list mm -hmm. okay what we would need to do is how to survive fire we would need shelter we would need to know when winter is coming so we can prepare we need to know when to plant we need to know when to harvest Right? We need to know all this shit. And that's where this comes in. And that's where the Zodiac Wheel comes in, is it tells you what to do. And these ancients that used to abide by it and go by it needed this. See, in, in the year 325 AD, everybody likes to talk about Constantine unifying Christianity. But all he really did was make Christianity a literal religion. Okay? People weren't reading the Bible um, in... At before 325 is literal. Christians were known as heliognostics, which is a word that if you break it down, heliognosis is sun worship. Okay. Christians were known as sun worshipers. In fact, Constantine's nephew, John the Apostate, um, Julian the Apostate, sorry, Julian the Apostate tried to bring everyone back after his uncle died to sun worship. And he got an arrow in his back for it. So what, what did he start all this for? I mean, did he want to make an en enterprise or something? Because it seems like that's all he did was just turn, turn this, this zone. What he did was he hid the sacred knowledge that everybody knew. Okay. He hid the sacred knowledge okay. and they started taking the Bible literally yep. and they pillaged and wars and pillaging yeah. um, they, they and converting people, yeah. converting people for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years like the original mk ultra huh it is the original mk ultra i do i do quite a bit of a mk ultra in my work too oh nice but, yeah uh, i know uh, one of your books goes goes into that you were saying yeah that's my first book which yeah. again we'll talk we'll when when we when we cut the feed we'll we'll talk about that yeah. i'll get you the copies awesome um but basically this was all sacred information okay and it was taken from us and there's people like me who are trying to bring it back, who are trying to show people. I just happen to do it in a creative way in, uh, in fiction stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, that, that's kind of, that's kind yeah. of my thing, you know, cause I'm a writer. You do and, um, way through these podcasts too, coming on people's podcasts and whatnot. Cause this, and this, this is, this is amazing to me, you know? A lot of people who have never heard of this before, it like shatters their notion of everything. Yeah. Just got to drink of water. Yeah, go for it, man. I'm going to pop out anyway. Okay.
We're still going, though. We're still going. All right, perfect, perfect. Are we still going with the slideshow, or are we pausing on that for a minute? I'm going to wait for your buddy to get back. All right, perfect. perfect. How did you get into all this, man? I moved to Boston 12 years ago. Uh, no, I lied. I moved to Boston 2012, 2013. Okay. And while I was there for a new job, I'm from Long Island. Yep. That's where I live now. Again, I grew up and I was raised in Long Island. Moved to Boston. There wasn't a whole lot to do. The iPad just came out. So my girlfriend that I was living with that I'm no longer with at the time uh, was on the computer or watching TV and I had the iPad. So I was just going down YouTube rabbit holes and I came across this and I started studying astrotheology to the point where I was able to make connections on my own. And that's what I'm basically presenting is my own work. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Nice, nice work with, with all this so far. I can't wait to go through the, the rest of this, this slideshow here. Uh, what, what were you doing in Boston? Do you mind I had a new job. I had a new job. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're about 30 minutes north of Boston. Hey, I got a question for you. Being from Long Island, have you heard of a guy uh, named Austin Corbin from, from like the Gilded Age? The 18, I think he died in like 1870 or something like that. Supposedly, he, he rebuilt or, or established Coney Island and, and put a railroad station in, in uh, Montauk that went into the city that would come up, come up the Atlantic. Um, he's got this, this um, legacy up here because he's originally from New Hampshire. And he has this hunting club that's a, like a millionaire's only hunting club. It's this private exclusive resort area that has uh, 24,000 acres or something like that and stocked with boar and all these crazy exotic animals and stuff. And all these guys come up and shoot them here in New Hampshire. I thought maybe maybe he was a household name down in Long Island. No. I wanted to check in. No? Not really. Not really. Right. <laughs> so let's continue. You got your water? We're good? Let's yeah, do it. Let's yeah. do it. Revelation 12. Have you heard of the uh, woman in the dragon? No. No. Okay. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. An enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth pretty scary right there's, there's people that believe this is happening literally yeah so check this out a woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in virgo it's just talking about the sun being in virgo it's a metaphor bible's full of metaphors if the sun's in virgo right then the moon is directly under her feet if you if you draw a cross okay does that make sense yeah. Okay. If the sun is out, then the moon would be under until this moon comes up. Okay. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco that I've shown you on the left is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the signs or one third of the stars out of the sky. So metaphorically, it flung them to earth. Oh, okay. Okay, and then they took that and turned it into a literal, uh, a, a literal story, a, a fiction story, right? Based on the stars, unreal, unreal. They found their entertainment in the stars. Yep. So I've given examples of astro theology in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. I've been accused of cherry picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. So let's take a much longer passage and see if we can decode it as well. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm going back to the book of Job. Do you remember the book of Job? I've, I've heard of it, but I can't tell you what it's about. It wasn't Job a father or something like that. He was a righteous man and he had everything that he could, that you could ever want. And Satan told God, if you take stuff away from him, he will curse you. And God took up that bet. He said, you could do whatever you want to him, but you can't take his life. So he starts losing things one by one. And finally he cries out to God and God responds to him. Okay. I'm going to read you God's response. Job 38, 32. Can you lead forth the Maseroth? So the word the Maseroth, it literally means the Zodiac. So it's flat out telling you, can you lead the Maseroth? Do you know your Zodiac? Then Maseroth over time becomes Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, which means good fortune from the stars. So the Lord's challenge to Job, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are, uh, those are pretty obvious metaphors, right? Mm -hmm. The rest, not so much, but we're going to get into that. Can you bring forth the constellation in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations are the zodiac above and the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, which you've heard of, the great bear and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper, which you said that you could find on your own. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Who can tip over the water jars of heaven? Well, we already know that's Aquarius. Do you hunt for prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? We know that the lion is Leo. Who provides food for the raven? There's a constellation called Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mriga, which means deer and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's a Celis Borealis, meaning donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Al-Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and lance. Remember I mentioned spear? Mm -hmm. That's where it is right now. There's two mentions of the spear aside from this in the Bible that are the two biggest murders in the Bible. The first one is Cain and Abel. You guys are familiar with that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Cain in Hebrew literally means spear. Okay? Okay. And the second one would be Jesus, who after he was tortured with the nails and the crown, he got a spear to his side to kill him. While he was hanging on the cross. Yeah. Right. So... Then he says, where am I? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Then he finally says, can you pull in Levethian with a fish hook? That's Pisces. So his response is just basically, do you know all these stars? Now, when you read it, do you watch where the doe bears are fawn? Who let the wild donkeys go free? Will the wild ox consent to serve? That's all you can interpret that. But when you understand that they're all stars or constellations, it's a different story. When you understand that it's all stars and constellations, the story before doesn't even make sense when you're when you're reading these these words. It just sounds kind of like like gibberish, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So how was Jesus able to heal the blind? These are the questions from the beginning, okay? How was Jesus able to heal the blind? Mm -hmm. Well, 
If you think about him as the S-O-N of God, okay? Jesus walked up to the blind man, put his fingers on his eyes like this, and then the blind man could see. But if he's the S-U-N of God, which he is, when the sun is down, you can't see. When the sun comes up, it touches your eyes. Suddenly you can see. Wow. How he walked on water. Have you ever seen a sunset on a lake before? Oh, yeah. The sun literally walks on water. <laughs> yeah. And it, oh, wow. And the reflection on the water makes it look like it's, yep. it's the whole sun. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. That, oh, yeah. Awesome, man. How he turned water into wine. So do you know why God is considered a man and... Uh, Mother Earth is considered a, a woman. Would say, do, do I know why? Why God is considered male and the Earth is considered no. female. No. God is considered male because of the sacred fluid. In Hebrew, it's called shemen. We get the word semen from it. Okay? It's a sacred fluid. So yeah. you have Taurus, April showers bring May flowers. That's when it rains and it rains and it rains. Plant in Taurus. And then you plant in Taurus, it rains and it rains. And then you gather the grapes once they've grown in Libra and press them. That's how you turn the water into wine. Why he had 12 disciples? Because they're each one of the Zodiac signs. Why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas? We did that. Why was he dead for three days? You know that. Why his birthday is December 25th? You know that too. And that's with all the other gods too. So like, like I I know somebody that, that, doesn't believe that Jesus was born on the 25th. They believe that he was born in the fall. If there was- Yeah, they do that. They say the Feast of the Tabernacles, or they say in Aries, which is the new year, which is technically when the Zodiac starts. There's a million different places where Jesus supposedly was born, but he was never born because he never existed. That's that's where I'm leaning to right now is is more that, yeah, that's that's the- the, the But that's why he's celebrated on December 25th. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. And and yeah, this person actually said that somebody named Nimrod, that was like a a demon was actually born on that day. And and it gets into like the the paganism and all that. Um, Right. So I, I don't really know. I can't speak too much of an expert on it. But yeah, that's that's interesting. That, that three days there. Right. Let you keep going. So do you guys want to go into some heavier decoding? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Let's finish this up. then. Yeah, we're it, almost man. we're almost done. I'm going to go through line for line the book of Matthew. OK. OK. Which is one of the four Gospels. Yeah. Look at the picture on the left and follow the circles that I've made and where they're located and all that stuff. OK. Matthew 3, 2, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom is near. Each gospel begins at one of the four major points of the zodiac and ends at one of them as well. The two solstices and the two equinoxes when connected form a cross. This is known as the cross of God's son, son. The kingdom of heaven is Leo, whose ruling planet is the sun. The closest day to Leo, okay, where the gospel would start right before it, if the kingdom is near, if Leo is near, is June 21st in Cancer, okay? Okay, so that's so they got, the starting point. What's up? So that's the starting point then. Yeah. Okay. This is the firmament. The word firmament is literally the dividers between these signs. That's what the firmament means. This is the firmament between Cancer and Leo. It is the beginning of the kingdom. There's a saying in the Bible that says that firmament shows God's handiwork. The firmament are the dividing lines between the signs. Now, the next passage, Matthew 3, 4, John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. 
For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. If we take the most famous drawing of a man, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man, and superimpose it onto the Zodiac, we can make sense of this. You see how I did that? I put him on the thing now? Mm-hmm. Cancer being the head, that's where the mouth is. Okay, is why he's the wild honey. Okay, because you know that in cancer, you have the beehive cluster. So that's where the honey comes from, metaphorically. A little lower on the body. So we're going backwards on the Zodiac right now. A little lower on the body, the body, the clothes are made out of camel hair or camelopardalis, which is in Gemini. It's a star in Gemini. So right now you have the head in the upper body so far. Moving a little lower on the body, you get the midsection. You see it's in Taurus and you see where I drew the line? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, which is where you'd wear a belt. Taurus represents the bull and the female is the cow, which is where you would get the leather for the leather. Regarding the belt, Orion's belt sits between Taurus and Gemini. The next would be the baptism. Now, how are we gonna go from the beginning of Leo where we were to a water sign to signify the baptism because you need a water sign to symbolize the baptism, right? Right. Okay. So you would go across the zodiac. Cross signs, as they are known, are the signs opposite location. For example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. This is very important. The signs, two most important signs are its neighboring signs. So if it's Cancer we're talking about, the neighboring signs are Gemini and Leo, and Cancer's cross sign is Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to the other. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. The man with the water pitcher in Aquarius is personified as John the Baptist with the water. It's important to note too, that John the Baptist and Jesus are always exactly six months apart. When you think about the fact that Jesus is born on December 25th and rises a degree a day, then that must mean that John the Baptist is born on June 24th and decrease a degree a day. How do you know this? Well, this is because in John 3.30, John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And it's also why St. John's Day is exactly six months to the day of the birthday of Jesus. So the next story is the temptation of Jesus. So we're going back to the Cancer and Leo firmament. We're just going to cross the Zodiac again. And this is the temptation of Jesus. And that's when he was in the desert for 40 days, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is simple, okay? The Cancer Leo Ferment of July 24th. What's 40 days from July 24th? Well, that's September 2nd. Okay, that's Virgo. The virgin with the wheat stalk. So what does the devil say? Matthew 4, 3. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Here we see the mention of the bread, which tells you that the sun is in Virgo. That's how you know that it all flows. This is another section in the Bible where Jesus feeds the masses with two fish and five loaves of bread. The two fish are the sign of Pisces, literally, and its cross sign, which I already mentioned is prevalent in the Bible, is Virgo, the bread. The next passage is 517 and 22. I did not come to abolish the law, and if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. This takes place in the ferment of Virgo in Libra, because remember, in Libra, it's the judge, it's the judgment, Mm -hmm. right? When you are in the firmament, it could be used on either side. So if you're in the firmament, okay, this could be used to talk about bread or it could be used to talk about what it's actually talking about now, law and judgment, Libra, the scales of law, who judges the sun before its descent into fall and winter. 
Matthew 7, 9, 10. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Once again, that being the firmament between Virgo and Libra, it is switched back to Virgo. Matthew 7, 15, 7, 16. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. And can you pick grapes from the thorn bushes? The sheep in the, are the ram in Aries and the grapes are in Libra, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, once again, these are opposing signs. Moving along, Matthew 13, later the same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. The story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces as he is right beside the lake, or the two water signs. Its cross sign is Leo Virgo Firmament. As it's across from Leo, the wheat stalk, the grains, is it ironic that the next parables are the wheat and the weeds, the mustard seed and the yeast. They're all talking about bread related things. <clears throat> Moving right along, the next is the fishing net parable. So now we go back from Leo Virgo to Aquarius Pisces. Then Gemini is the size, sign of the two men. So it goes from Gemini Pisces and you see I've, I've drawn circles to show where it's at right now. Gemini is the sign of the two men, technically the twins. However, there's just a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This ends at the next firmament of Gemini Cancer. How do we know this? Because the very next story is the death of John the Baptist. As I've mentioned previously, death comes at the end of Sagittarius. The firmament of Sagittarius Capricorn and the Gemini Cancer are opposing signs. This is how the Bible stories have been written, guys. I've given you an example outside of it. Let's take this sentence, which sounds like it could be in the Bible, but isn't. If I say to you, the rulers were divided between war and love, it split the land in half, right? If I were to just say that sentence to you guys, you could read that as a little translation or astrologically, the ruling planet of Aries is Mars, who is the God of war. The ruling planet of Libra is Venus, who is the goddess of love. There is your war in love. If you connect it, it literally splits the land in half. You see the line that comes across and it splits the top from the bottom? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matthew 14, 17, and 32. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. I mentioned this previously, but the bread and the fish are opposing signs in the zodiac, as I've shown here. They're called cross signs. Okay. This is the cross of God's son's son. We were just in Virgo, and now next is Libra, which is law and wine, remember? What stories do we get now? The story of the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker. So as you guys can see how this works now, right? Next is Scorpio, the betrayer. This is when Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. Then finally, here is where Jesus is crucified on the cross. I just showed you, but we know when the sun dies on December 21st, it remains dead for three days and then rises on December 25th, the resurrection. And that's the, that's the book of Matthew. Wow. So that's pretty deep. Now this Da Vinci painting, is this just there for this? I could have used, I could have used any man. Oh, okay. All right. I could have used any man. It doesn't matter. I didn't know if it had any meaning or anything. Okay. It could, have, it could have been any man. Okay. Well, it's just supposedly the most, I guess, perfectly drawn individual ever. So yeah, that, that was freaking awesome. Man. Now I'm going to show you guys who's keeping this information hidden from you. Yeah. That's okay. Ready? That's a question of mine. Yeah, <laughs> Roman Catholic Catechism 2116. 
All forms of divination are to be rejected. Recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or others. Practice is falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm readings, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. So there's clearly astrology. I've shown it. There's clearly astrology in the Bible. And the Roman Catholic Church is telling you that there isn't. Do you get like the Westboro Baptist Church out of your house protesting? <laughs> I've actually wrote them into book two. Okay. <laughs> I want them to come after me. Please find, find some errors in this. That was the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you got these books and you got a six book deal. Congratulations. by the way. Thank you. It's a six book publishing deal. I do. So are the books all written and they're just releasing them at, at certain times? Yes. When I, what happened was my, it took me like two years to get a book deal. My, I had an agent. It took me, it took me a few years to get an agent. And then it took me two years to get a book deal. Okay. When I finally got the book deal, my agent sold them on a six book deal. They said they had to sign all of them. They did. Then she said they're going to come out every three months. And my publisher agreed to it. And then halfway through, he's like, why did I do this? But then he was like, you're doing great. Your sales are doing great. So I'm not complaining. But I mean, having a book come out every three months is insane. But they're all written. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you got the first one. I just want to bring them up real quick. So you got three that are out there right now. You got one coming up. Beneath the Veil. What, what's the gist of that? Can, can you give us kind of the, the, the quick, like what, what it's about? I know you mentioned MKL. It's a story of uh, this guy, Graham Newsden. And incidentally, most of my characters are anagrams for people in the real world. Newsden is an anagram for Snowden. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. And um, basically, that's the kind of character that I kind of took into it. And basically, he finds out from his mother. He's a functioning alcoholic slash Harvard med student. And he's just kind of like, he doesn't really believe in conspiracies or any of that kind of stuff. He's, he's going through life. And very early on in the book, he gets a call from his mother that his brother had been killed or killed himself. It's very unclear. And he has to go to Washington, D.C. because he was a Marine that fought in Syria. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he goes there to get a medal from the president. And while he's there, the president grills him about a question uh, about his brother his brother had emailed him uh, this rambling, nonsensical letter from a secure server. And his friend realized that it's a complex cryptogram that they have to decode. And it takes them all the way to the top, to the president, to the church, the Catholic church. And that's, that's basically. That's awesome. Now, now the, the sacred stones are the same characters that go through all the books. Yes. It's the, the same characters and they, and well, I add characters as it goes along. It started off with like four people and then it balloons to like, like eight. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's just going to keep, keep growing. And you got six books. That's, that's freaking cool, man. Now after the six, is there going to be a seventh or are you just. I'm teasing a seventh right now. I don't know. It depends on how everything goes. Good for you. I've got a couple things in the works uh, right now, as far as possibly pitching it to some movie producers i'm I'm, gonna have some stuff in the work oh that would be freaking cool here's the question i had for you too so i like i got two kids two young kids a nine-year-old and a a, a seven-year-old 
And we we do all kinds, like I, I want to teach them to think. So we read things like Tuttle Twins. We, we watch this show called Gravity Falls that's on Disney that he laughs every time I bring it up. But it's, it's basically every conspiracy theory that you can possibly think of rolled up into two seasons of the most fucked up Disney cartoon that you've ever watched in your life. We're talking about everything from cloning to to um, election fraud, to um, a big giant pyramid with the all CNI named Bill Slifer that opens up a portal to another dimension and brings all those demons in to destroy the world. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool cartoon. And, and we like to break down these things. And I like to teach them to, to think on their feet. Would you ever be doing something in, in kid book format? I'm going to eventually. I'm going oh, to do awesome. a kid astrology book. Yeah, this, this would be an absolutely cool topic for you know parents that want to teach their kids a little something beyond you know what what those kids are getting taught in in, in the public schools or, or when they're doing their homeschooling man that, that's awesome what brought you to this like what made you research this like further it's not just this i talk about conspiracies yeah. i've written in a character that's basically literally alex jones yeah okay yeah okay, okay? and he releases a lot of the secrets in there too yeah, yeah. oh awesome Awesome. Now, does the second book, do you have to read the first one to understand the second one? It's all, it all follows. Yeah, okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, so where, where can, uh, I think we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Where, where, where can we find you, man? Where, let's give us, give us the information. And I'm, I'm, on Twitter, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. At Micah Dank. Uh, you could follow me, friend me, whatever. Um, I run a Facebook group called Into the Rabbit Hole. Um, you could join it for sure. Uh, if you want to get signed copies through me, you can do that. A lot of people have been doing that. I've been getting a steady stream for the last four weeks. Okay. And just get in touch with you on Twitter if one of our, our listeners wants to grab a signed copy. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Um, and I'll put the link up for the Amazon and, and Apple books. Yeah, you can put the Amazon up. A lot of people don't like Amazon. That's why I, that's why I started doing this. Yeah. It's yeah. been well-received. Yeah, that's that's cool. But I mean, with that, what are you going to do? You know, it's people like you that are making money on Amazon. And there's, I mean, Amazon isn't just Jeff Bezos, you know, so I don't know why people get their panties in a bunch about Amazon. It is, it is what it is, you know. They'll say they yeah. hate Amazon, but then they walk into Target and give George Soros their freaking money, you know. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of crazy. <laughs> what can you do? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll link to all that stuff in, in the show notes. And um, yeah, this, this was awesome, man. Super learning yeah. experience. And even though I've seen the, the slideshow once, I've, I feel like that, that I learned a lot more now that I got to speak with you too. And um, we, we'd love to have an open invite on the yeah. show if you ever want to come back and talk about anything. Yeah, and, stop out. Yeah. yeah and, and if you want to get into other conspiracies and stuff that you're into. and just Yeah, talk, yeah, we could definitely do Friday that. Night if you just want to hang out and, uh, you know, talk, we're, we're here, man. We'd love to have you on anytime. Yeah, we could definitely do that for sure. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a good night.